0: Uh, yeah, we on?
1: I think so. Mm. W- weren't we supposed to get a new doily? We
0: were. What happened to the big one? We didn't get it. Oh, your shit sold it. Is it on? Hit it. Podcast.
1: Podcast. 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 Are we doing a podcast? We're Sushi Mango. When I was your age, I was Samaya. Oh, you're you like
0: it, my salami? Huh? The sushi
1: Mango Saucy Meatballs Podcast. A Podcast. Not about meatballs.
0: What do we call it? That? I hate it. It's just stupid. Or a red start. Don't be shit. What? What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: Enjoy the podcast. A podcast.
0: Hello. I tell you what. Oh, good morning. Is What's it the morning that? or afternoon? Was that? Were you just drinking into the? You're gurgling. That's good.
1: You like it? It's good to do, good to drink that. You need nourishment.
0: No, you do. It's hydration, not, really? not, 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 not nourishment. That's no, hydration.
1: Not 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 no, no, no. Apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently, <laughs> isn't the water? We've discussed this already.
1: What like 60, 70 percent of your body? We've this you know what we've got three things we discuss in this part: water, water, helmets, food, 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 and, helmet and helmets. helmets when you skydive. <laughs> skydive. <laughs> That's all we discuss. We just we we just changed the, the the question a little bit. Hopefully the the, the audience doesn't <laughs> pick up on it. <laughs> it's interesting to an event. Yeah. You know what
0: else is 60, 70 percent? Water what? watermelon. Do
1: you know that? I fucking love watermelon. It's good. I love watermelon. I don't mind a piece of watermelon. You want you get a nice, sweet watermelon. Moist. Oh, love it. Love it. Probably Chilled. It. Love the it. Fringe. What's actually in, like, is nutritional value? What's in it? Nothing. Water and melon. No, seriously. What's what, what's in it? It's high Water in fructose. Fructose. I know oh, that for sure. Has it got vitamin B, C? L,
0: F. Mm.
1: This is a good discussion. Yeah. yeah. We've
0: got a good uh, guest here. Please we'll, roll a tape. He might know. We don't know it. He might just no, Today we have a pioneer in his industry, a man who has been instrumental in bringing fitness and bodybuilding to the masses. Not only a spokesman for the fitness industry, but a front man during COVID lockdowns for gyms reopening all across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome the co-founder of the Arnold Classic Australia, and a man who has seen more muscles than a seafood restaurant, Tony Doherty yeah. Yeah. Hey.
1: Finally Finally uh, <laughs> Made it happen uh, Finally yeah. here. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great Yeah good to be here Had to send you away last week Because I had some bad prawns <laughs> And vomited <laughs> everywhere
2: You <know>, look <laughs> shit I thought you were dying bad I look? Bad I don't know if you're grey or green But yeah. I'm like The best part about it Tony
1: Was when we were having the prawns He was like mm, These prawns are good Can I have a few more please?
2: <laughs> he ordered seconds He ordered another
1: round I ordered yeah. two rounds of prawns I, I, So I had egg Salmon I was doing the carnivore thing at the time Egg, right. salmon, and prawns. And I liked the prawns so, so much that so I said, Give me another round, another four prawns. And I ate them. And as I was walking
0: back, I was like, yes, mm. No, fruity. I don't I think it was too. the prawns though, man. What do you reckon? I think I was, it was the salmon. The salmon the didn't smell no, Because you
1: said, Salmon smells a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Is this. Was supposed a bit fishy And we were like No nah, don't worry about <laughs> you <be fine. laughs> But I kept burping up the prawns Anyway We're talking about Hey what's what's going on Sorry about that Sorry to turn you away last week yeah, And we're man. glad to here. Trying to make this happen For how long Oh man You've just been busy Getting back into things And stuff like that So yeah.
0: What's and you just back from a trip from Fiji. You went, took a few days off, and yeah. did a rest and so recovery for better, yourself.
2: Better that I do it this week because I'm more relaxed than when I went. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to kill someone. Now I'm just like <laughs> whatever. But no, it was great. Good to get away. And um, you, know, just <laughs> got, to, you got just you got you got in the, the car and went.
1: And that porn eating motherfucker.
2: <laughs> 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 I did, <laughs> <laughs> but but he did look terrible, and I knew he wasn't putting yeah. it on because man, I'm like, you should go to the toilet, stick your fingers down <laughs> the throat because you got a vomit in the car. Exactly. Just yeah, it was imminent. But yeah, the trip was good. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah nice, just, man. just a little bit of uh, out time because, you know, since the whole pandemic started, I haven't even had a day off. Mm. No time off. It's just been work, 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 work. And you sort of push yourself to the point where you go, I'm going to do this right now. But during <laughs> the pandemic, you were like working
1: seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, like with the, like a cafe or a protein uh, wasn't a protein bar or something well, came, outside yeah. your.
2: That came later. So, the first um, two lockdowns, we did a complete renovation of the gyms and pulled them to bits and did all the stuff you never get a chance to do, being open 24 hours a day for 20 years. Yeah. And um, we'd never shut the doors, you know, didn't have any keys, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And so, we got to, you know, put some insulation in and polish the concrete floors and move the equipment into better spots. And, you know, it was okay, it wasn't bad. And then the third one, the fourth one. Every time you opened, you're like, ah. Ready to go. Right. And the next week you're like,
1: fuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then uh, you guys will keep me entertained. But then um, that last long one last year, like it was the sixth one, you know. Yeah. 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 And I thought, I'm going to go broke. You know, I've been doing this all my life and we're seriously up against the wall. What can I do? And I always have a saying to focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. Mm. I thought, well, so w- when the whole thing started, I made it like a deal with me. To go to work every day to keep my routine. To get up at six or six thirty whenever I get up. Go to the gym even though there was no one there. Yeah, yeah. And just hang out there all day because I couldn't just sit in the apartment. I would have gone completely mad. Yeah. I was already mad, but I thought I can't push this any further. Yeah, so I yeah. got up and went in every day. And the last long lockdown, which, which was last winter, I thought, you know what I can do? I can slide up a window at the front of the gym and sell coffees and protein shakes because always had cafes in the gyms and meals and you know our merch and that sort of thing. And because of all the media I'd been doing, we had a mm-hmm. lot of support. And I thought, well, then I we can talk to people, maybe even help people, maybe even encourage people, you know, to keep mm-hmm. going, and that sort of thing. So I put up a post on Instagram and I opened the window and it went nuts. It was really, really good and it kept me occupied. I did uh, 63 12-hour days straight. Huh. So have- wow. No staff, no help, nothing. Seven days a week I just said, you know, I'm not going to have one day from doing this until this is over, because what if someone was to drive from the other side of town, yeah. from Gully or Ringwood or somewhere to support me, and I've said, "Oh, this is too hot, I'll shut the window. So, yeah. uh, and it was freezing; it was the middle of winter, but I just thought, you know, this will help me to cope, yeah. and help other people to see a bit of light. So I, I just did it. Yeah. And um, well, and
1: that, it's interesting you say that because you were the content that you were putting out was really positive. You know, I'd watch it. And you'd be at the window. You'd be come down, and you'd have people there. And there was like a community coming down. Mm. It's like pe- an outlet because pe- people could go and get a coffee, right? You'd be there with a with a protein shake or a coffee in the morning. You'd have people there, and you'd be, you'd be positive message in in your, in all your stories and stuff like that. So you became like a bit of a you know a, a, a positive outlet during that time, you know? It yeah, was, well, I, I nice. just thought
2: you know like with gyms, what people don't realize, most people go there because <laughs> that's their outlet. That's the way they cope, and a big part of that is a community, particularly the sort of gyms I've got where it's like the most important thing in anyone's life or they're going through a shit time or, you know, they might not have any mates or they're in a bad marriage or they get bullied at work or they're struggling at school or whatever. But I think when I get to the gym, everything will be okay and I'll see the same guys I see all the time and that sort of thing. So I thought, well, I can't stop them from meeting out the front and having a coffee. So mm. I tried to encourage that bit of community and then I'll get a few other guys I knew were struggling. I said, why don't you all come down, say, 10 o'clock tomorrow? Mm. And they'd stay for like two hours. No? Yeah. Buy a bunch of coffees, or buy them a coffee, or whatever. And then we put a sign up and said, "If you can't afford a coffee, just come and have a free one." Like it's a coffee. Mm. Yeah. And then we had people doing that, and that that kind of um, gave us even more support because people said, "Shit, you're yeah. going through hell, yeah. and you're still yeah. looking yeah. out yeah. for other people." And I just thought, well, if I could shine a little bit of light and it could make even you know, a difference to one person or a yeah. hundred people, yeah, I'll just absolutely. do it. Well,
1: yeah. you were doing that. I was looking at, how's this guy so positive? Every time I look at his story, it was so positive, and it would come through, you know? Yeah, yeah. It one of the most a-
0: admirable things, I thought, is you're putting posts of you mopping and sweeping the gyms and saying, lead by example. And that's really the way, you Prince, it's a mantra of your life, right? It's to live by yeah, yeah. live by example, get up and do the hard yards and never, never think you're too good for... Yeah,
2: for I, I just think that if you've got staff, if you're running a big organisation... You should um, never expect someone to do something you wouldn't do yourself. Yep. So if someone spews or makes a mess or whatever, I always try and be the first one to get the mop because then I think when no, I'm that's not interesting, do, when I'm when
1: always I'm, the last. If that happens, someone
2: yeah. spews. Yeah. Well, most that. people, most <laughs> people, <laughs> people <laughs> like you last most week. But, but, <laughs> but, the problem, <laughs> yeah. but the psychology of that is that that when I'm not there, I know the staff will fight over who's going to get to mopping. Tony's yeah. not here. I'm going to do it. You know, right. yeah. and I just think that you should lead like that. You just don't be too good for anything. Absolutely. <laughs> I lead with being the
1: funniest in the group. You see. He
0: also leads and by being the least, least attractive. He and leads by being
1: it. the fattest head in the group. Yeah. Yeah. So I do so want to so say that. that? I lead, I lead large large, that way. But, uh, and then they just follow. Head, he's got
0: um, the biggest head by far. yeah hmm.
1: No, well, that's 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 that's, that's true. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> Um, it's almost, you guys copped at the worst. You were the first to shut down, last to reopen, right? 365 yeah, days. 367. We
0: got, 367. Yeah, 360, 360, get it right. not, not
2: that you were counting or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, three, <man. laughs> but, you know, um, and then when I started sort of being a voice for the industry and doing all the media, I thought, well, look at me. They're just going to think I'm going to tell them I want to kill them or, you know, this guy's just going to yeah. go off and say how fucked it is. So I thought if I could just remain articulate, stick to the facts, stay positive, and talk about mental health, because mm. mm-hmm. if I had it talked about oh we're losing money, oh the economy, or oh, everyone's you know their muscles are deflating, no, no one cares. S- no one gives a shit. It's just yeah. what they're expecting. Oh, they can't go to the gym and take a selfie. Poor but you. But what you were mm.
1: saying wasn't wasn't not true. It was well, true. It was, it t- was all true. But,
2: but, but for us to get listened to, we yeah. had to really really push that, and because they're not aware mm. right, these people that make the rules that mm. this is the little bit of thread that holds someone's life together. What, well, what, what's what,
1: the what, what was it honestly? What was the actual uh, what was their reasoning? What's their reasoning well, you for it?
2: It's very interesting because I, I actually um, questioned them, and I helped to write like the, the safety guide, you know, like the COVID uh, um, uh, safety plan for the gym industry and all that sort of thing. And we kept asking um, uh, Brett Sutton and Alan Chen, you know, the, the chief health officers and assistants, what are you basing your stats on? And they couldn't answer. And then they come out at press conference. They just make shit up. Mm and they'd say oh you know there was an outbreak at a gym in the down near berwick or somewhere so we looked into it it wasn't even a gym it was a guy that did mma in his backyard and had like families all came and hung out together for barbecue and sleepovers. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it wasn't a registered gym where they could track. And I said the government, we've got the best tracing system in the world. Because when you come to the gym, I can say, you know, Carlo was there at 4 p.m. 4, Precisely, 4, 4, 4 yeah. Plus you've Monday. got cameras you have, as well. Cameras, everything. And and we've had hand sanitizer in our gyms for 14 years. Yeah, 14 exactly like, right. okay, We've yeah. always told people to wipe things wipe down. Things like, down. I'd say to them, we're in the sweat business. Why don't you learn from us? We're in the tracing business. Why don't you learn from us? Yeah. And they wouldn't listen. Anyway, towards the end, I said, well look, maybe we should just take a legal course with this and ask you to present in court the facts that you're basing this on. Because by then I'd collected through a group called Vic Active that I'm a part of, um, that we'd collected all this data of all the check-ins after we'd opened each time. So from the fifth to sixth lockdown, whatever it was, there was like 6.4 million Victorians checked into gyms, not one case of community transmission. So I had the stats. Right. And I'm like, well you bring your stats and I'll bring my stats and let's see how it goes. Then I started talking to a few of the government advisors. I felt like we are getting somewhere and I said, what do you want before you go you know, crazy legally? We didn't threaten them, we just said, well, what do you yeah. want to do? No, let's do that let Well, the evidence is, right. there's um, evidence is here. The evidence is here. You know, make them an offer they couldn't, they couldn't, couldn't refuse. accept. Actually, oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. I said they didn't want to. Imagine someone like me beating the government in court because I've got facts and they're talking shit. And exactly. this is what it came down to. Mm. Said, so what do you want? I said, we want to open the same day as hospitality and retail well, oh, that's not, that's that's not an outlandish request. No. That's it. That's perfectly uh, reasonable. Nothing more, nothing less. And because $7 you've, million. You fucked said. us over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> you fucked us over every single time. So, for the last two lockdowns, I actually got a message, you know, I won't say from which minister, but I actually got a message directly saying, before you kick off, just watch tomorrow morning's press conference. And okay. then the, the Minister for Health came in and said, and before we go any further, I'd like to concede that gyms are not a hotbed of transmission and they will open the same day as retail and hospitality. So I took that as a real win. I'm like, that's you amazing, know what, is yeah. huge well, um, to anyone it's nothing, but uh, for our members and the people that need it, it's like, that's all we ask for.
0: Listen, we have to make mention that you were at a considerable financial loss throughout all this, and you remained very positive throughout that, and we commend you for that, mate, for commendi. being an advocate and a spokesperson commendi. for all those people out there who were Much struggling commendi. with it. Uh, the correlation between mental, uh, physical uh, health and 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 uh, so physical activity and mental health isn't spoken about enough. So I commend you. We all commend you for your efforts. Mate. And Thank there's a correlation around.
1: and commending, <laughs>
0: and we can commend and correlate together.
1: So how did how did, like how did it start? How did you start
2: with the gyms? Yeah. Well, you know, when I was uh, at school as a kid, um, you know, I never I never sort of bought the dream they were selling. They're like, we have going to be an accountant or a school teacher or work at a bank. I'm like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. You. you like, I just knew from really early on, I just didn't, I wasn't buying into it. didn't really fit in with school. Um, it was funny, Arnold come on TV and he was promoting a book called The Education of a Bodybuilder. And I was about, I guess, about to turn 14, I think, and I'm watching the TV with my dad and I'm, I said, what's that sh- sh- stuff in his arm? Because they're veins, he had <laughs> like h- hoses. I'm like, wow, can anyone look like that? And that's a well, probably, you know, like research it and find out, but join a gym, maybe eat, stop eating so much shit, and <laughs> yeah. get into it. And, you know, so I, I bought that book and I read it till it fell to pieces, you know, and I read it read it, read it and I'm like, he's my hero. I, I'd love to meet him one day, but I want to be a gym owner, a bodybuilder and a promoter from that time. So I had this really clear vision and I had a great passion for it. So, and I figured out a way to get a job in the gym and then I figured out a way to start bodybuilding myself and then I got a chance to start running all the shows and, I just kind of always set things up. I like. I have a dream. I have a vision, and I go after it. And um, you know, it, some, you have, it just takes a long time sometimes. Did you yeah. have a
0: vision of being a working on a prawn trawler at some point of your in your life? You, to, you I, 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 hear, I hear that you worked on a prawn trawler. <laughs> well, that did come
2: up last at week. Some when point. Someone <laughs> had experience. With prawn. <laughs> so, so when I when I, when I first left school, I was yeah, well, shit. When I first left home and bailed, I was seventeen, and. Um, I went and uh, picked grapes in Mildura. Hey! hey. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, Shout Mildura. out to our friends in Mildura. Yeah, yeah, just hung out with all the wogs, started yeah. Yeah. Down <laughs> a little bit. And then, uh, you know, I, I had a mate there and we, we went down to Adelaide for a couple of weeks and bought a shit box. It was a, a $300 car, this old hold. Neither of us had a licence and we drove all the way from Adelaide to Cairns. Well, wow. okay. Unlicensed? That's good. Yep. How
0: long um, was that? that? That's amazing. We don't condone, we don't condone that kind of behaviour here at Sushi Mango. But nevertheless, <laughs> it was a long what time ago. What was it? You know, you drive a car with unlicensed. Unlicensed. Oh, oh well. Wow. You know, but you could then, do that in those days.
2: You could. And back yeah. then, they'd, like you had to be 18 to have your license in Victoria, but only 17 in Queensland. And also, they'd brought in this rule that you could only ride a small motorcycle, like 250cc. But they hadn't bought it in in Queensland. So I'm like, well, let's get this car. We'll drive to Queensland. We'll get our license. It's legit. And then when I go back, I can ride it- big motorbikes. And that was because like, I had this love for motorbikes, right? So then we drove all the way up to Cairns. <clears throat> and we we're literally staying in a tent in a caravan park eating bread because we had no money and i go down to the wharf every morning and I'd say oh any jobs because we heard there was all this work there's no work and i walk down one morning this guy goes oh, this this fucker never um showed up um he's fired you he can start tomorrow be here like five in the morning so okay and you know we we're drinking carrying on 17 year old young traveling boys do and uh we go out for like six weeks at a time and the thing is, you couldn't spend any money You didn't have to pay rent or anything. You were fed, and then you get back, and you'd have some money, Mm -hmm. and then you'd drink that, and fucking party, and carry on, and next shit, I better go out to sea again. So I did that a few times, and I remember when I was out in the boat, and the guys said to me, "You're not made for this. What are you doing here?" And I said, "I'm going to be a bodybuilder, and a promoter, and a gym owner." Fucking Hit in the face with an octopus. Or a fish. <laughs> 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 you fat idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, true story. Because octopuses don't have any teeth. And you put your hand in their mouth and they throw like this, t- and they're like a missile. The <laughs> and when they hit you on the neck, then all the tentacles go around. And you've got to pull one off, another one goes back. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about yeah, you guys this, I got hit My parents threw many things But never an octopus at me Did you ever nah, get an octopus
2: at you? No I just I got, got a
1: Shoe Really b- Broom I just want some good octopus now
2: <laughs> <laughs> And anyway uh, You know So I knew back I just kept saying This is what I want to do I don't care I, I want to go through life And have a bit of fun on the way But When I get my shit together I want to do that You know And then, and then I started you know, um, Working in a gym And eventually bought that gym And fucked that what up What gym and, was it? It was called Plaza Fitness in Bendigo where in I, grew Bendigo? Yeah, yeah. I grew up. In Bendigo? Yeah, oh, grew up in Bendigo. My folks are still there. and We were there not long ago, Bendigo. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Fantastic. It, you know, and uh, and you know, I didn't know anything about business. So did you change the name to to, to or did you keep it as – No, as at that stage I kept that one and stupidly got my mum and dad to put their house up so we could buy the business and I screwed it all up. You know, Oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm, and I'd started promoting bodybuilding in Melbourne made a bit of a name for myself, but I'd just outgrown this town, you know, and I'm just like – I gotta get out of here. I always wanted to get out of here, but I have to get out of here. So I packed up all my belongings, um, all the gym stuff, what I had left. I I did a deal with a guy across the road. His rent had run out, he had a gym. I said, you can take over my gym. You just gotta honor the members that have paid up front. I won't even charge you anything, I'm out of here. So I got a truckload of broken equipment. um, Got a little warehouse in Brunswick. Paid the first month rent, that's all I could scrape together. I opened it up with no members uh, and I thought, fuck, what am I going to call it? All right, I'll call it Doherty's Gym because my name. Yep. And they sort of knew my name through promoting these early bodybuilding contests in the late 80s. So this is 1994. So we opened the first gym in Union Street in this little warehouse. And um, I didn't have no money. I had a, a, a duffel bag with my shoes and stuff and a couple of garbage bags with my clothes.
0: You didn't even have treadmills in that gym, right? Not, not when I first opened. Yeah. No,
2: no. We, we end up getting a couple later on, but and I, I honestly had th- um, three possessions in the world. I had a, a, a couch, I had a, a, a vertical grill. Remember the old? Yeah, of course you did. You know the yeah. ones that look like a toast. Be yeah, to yeah, yeah and, yeah, yeah. and a vertical grill, a rice, a rice cooker, and a couch. Not even a tally. So a little bit of carbs, protein, and then rest. This stage, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm 30 years old. I'm homeless. I've got no cars. Oh, far, yeah. You know, one went for the power bill. One I traded for a lap pull down. Um, uh, nowhere to live. So what I do, I slept on the couch at the gym for like a year. So what I do, right? I thought, fuck them. I'm not going to, um, I've got my <laughs> dignity kind of, but uh, what I'm going to do is not tell anyone. I'm not going to tell a soul. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to whinge. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to work. All right. So I developed this kind of mindset of just get up every day, put one foot in front of the other, fuck it. So what I do, we'd, because we weren't 24 hours then. so we'd open at six in the morning till 10 at night. So I'd get up off the couch at like five, five thirty, have a shower, because we had a shower at the gym. And I'd go up to uh, Sydney Road and I'd get um, a cup of coffee from McDonald's and I'd get a newspaper from the newsagent next door, and I'd come back and there'd be people at the front. They'd have the newspaper on the like, morning. Like as if you're arriving. So it looked like I'd come from somewhere and I'd go, oh, <laughs> those smelly buses on the tram. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I thought it was pretty funny. And I'd open up this big gate. Then I'd st- I'd work right through. I had no staff, so I'd work through till ten at night, and you yeah, cook everything in the vertical grill and the rice cooker. And you know on a good day, be steak or chicken. And a shit day to be tuna out of the the black and gold tuna, uh, Not the good one. Yeah, yeah. And just kept doing it. So what to do when
0: people either, you'd have to walk out of the gym, right, right and right, wait in the and car park and the worst <laughs> thing was,
2: like, because it was Brunswick. It was uh, nineteen ninety four, and in Brunswick it was like very ethnic. So yeah. the, the Lebs and Greeks and Italians all stand at the front and tell bouncer stories. I slayed the chicks, my boy, for a fascist cunt. And so I'd, I'd I'd hang around, you know, and then fucking smoke a joint or a cigarette or whatever. So i see guys, I'd lock up the, I'd go over to the car park and I'd be on a tree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus. you <Half an> <laughs> yeah. imagine catching you like this
2: behind the tree <laughs> in the rain? Well, that, <laughs> yeah, <a> sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah, because oh, I wow. didn't want to tell anyone. Oh, so, so, so you did that for a, for a full year, you did yeah, that? Yeah, pretty much a whole year, yeah. Oh. And then, um, uh, yeah. And just kept doing it. And, yeah. um, you know, then when I could afford a part time, I got a part-timer in and so on. And then four years later, we kind of outgrew that gym and moved to Western Street. And that's where we started the the Doherty 24-7. We're the only 24-hour gym in Australia. And, of course, everything I've ever done, people say, oh, it can't work, you're going to fail. I'm like, fuck, oh, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I did that, I was like, well, 24-hour gym, who's going to go? And I'm like, pilots, waiters, nurses, doctors. Strippers, bouncers, like a lot of people work at night. You know, yeah. Um, hospitality people, particularly. And you were the first. It was the only one. There'd been one, but it had shut. So I was the only one in all of Australia. And everyone's like, "Who's going to fucking go?"
0: Well, admittedly, I mean, it, now they're on every it, corner. It sounded even to me like, and I'm a gym guy. That that's a ridiculous concept. But you you pulled it off. Oh, up, it's you, such
1: a good, n- yeah. it's good. Oh, it's oh, amazing. Yeah. You
2: know what I mean? It's so like, what we it's did, we just, said we're always going to be staffed. Everyone's like, "You can't be serious. You, you, you're going to shut for Christmas or Easter." No, like, no, no, no. You don't get it. I said, "Christmas day is the loneliest fucking day in the world." What sort of prick would you be to be closed on Christmas day, where the people with no family, no friends, have got nowhere to go? Oh, and the gym shut. I'm like, no, we're not going to fucking shut. And people say, like, "What do you mean you're not going to shut?" So I got the keys and I threw them as far as I could. And we never ever, until the first lockdown, of the <laughs> time, never needed the keys. So <laughs> when, <laughs> when I put those keys, <laughs> when your mate, uh, what's his name, Scott Morrison, yeah. came on TV. Twelve noon tomorrow. All gyms close. Oh, oh, oh Anything know, else? No, Fuck. No, I've no, just done my shirt, you know, on, on the expo because we worked on it for a year. I had that, eight, eight staff on move, for you. You lost a bit of money on that, didn't you? Just Look. over eight hundred grand. Wow. Because oh, that's just straight up, because just a little bit, just So, a little we got bit. the money back for the venue, but I'd had eight staff on. I paid for all the advertising, billboards, street posters, tri- oh. triple M maps. Everything had been done. God. We'd spent it. You don't get it back. There's nothing. Nothing. Could, nothing could be done? Nothing, man. And what? it was six did days. Did you try out. calling Scott Morrison? I didn't have his number. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, and, 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 and the, 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 he did a national thing with the gyms, but then it sort of got state by state. Oh, anyway, fuck it. What am I going to do? Oh fucking locksmith So I rang this guy I'm like Have you heard about What's happening in time He goes no I go how much To change it to- <laughs> <laughs> He said like 200 I go All "Right, I've got three gyms We need you to come First thing tomorrow morning and then, of course, the next day's price it doubled. Went up. So, <laughs> so it just, at least I had just a just little win. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know,
2: Jesus. you've got to find a little wins. At so, what point
0: did you move into your pro shows? I mean, how did that? How did that progress when you started doing those? Well,
2: I'd, I'd been promoting body. I mean, to bodybuilding shows. I've been appointed like the promoter in Victoria. Um, shit, in my mid twenties, they took a chance on me, and you know, I emceed some big shows in America. Right. Yep. Um, the first big one was the Night of Champions. It was I was 25 years old, and this guy saw me MC a show in Australia, and he's like, um, "If you ever come to New York, you're gonna MC my show." I'm like, "I don't know, I'll get a ticket." So I went over there, rocked up. He goes, "Shit, you're really here?" yeah like, "Yep, I'm here to MC your show." <laughs> and uh, it was on Broadway. It was at the Beacon Theatre on Broadway, and I'm just this kid from the bush, like literally, I was still living in Bendigo, and you know, I'm, fuck, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to New York City. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking, off I went. Yeah, go, okay. G'day. Get out <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, And then and then um, you know, those people, so you should start a pro show in Australia. So two thousand one I started the first Australian pro bodybuilding yep. well, show where I bought out all the pros. That's that would that would that's not the Arnolds, right? That was No, pri- this turned pre- into the Arnolds. So it was yeah. pre arnolds so two thousand and one but but my vision was to turn this into an Arnold's one day. So I did it um, one week after Arnold's in Columbus, which has yes. been going for 25 years at the time or something.
0: It was ingen- it's actually very clever what you did. I, I was reading up on it. It's really, really clever what
2: you did. Was a, was a, there was a plan in place. Yeah, yeah. Even if it, <laughs> it wasn't, fucked it, it up. Wasn't more, it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> no, no, there's no flukes. I mean, you've got to, you've got to roll the dice and then you've just got to wait, wait for it. Like, you've got to believe in your vision and then, you know, just make it happen. So I saw how badly the athletes got treated at the shows. And I thought, you know what? I had a team pick them up at the airport. You know, and some were just in beaters, old cars and stuff and, and we'd rent a minivan when things started to come good and this sort of shit and then instead of putting them in a hotel, I'd put them in service departments and I'd have a whole lot of food in their rooms but then when they land, this was the big one, we'd bring them to the gym, we'd have a barbecue out the front and we'd cook up, I knew what they wanted to eat so we'd have chicken breast, we'd have steak, we'd have grilled fish, rice. we'd have sweet potato, we'd have rice and takeaway containers. Like guys, take all the <coughs> shit you want. Oh, wow, no one does this. No one in the world does this and then, I said, when we um, do the show, and I, I got a lot of inspiration from the WWE, and I end up working with them. I've worked with them a lot since then and got to know a lot of the top guys, you know, um, Triple H and The Rock and all these. John, C- John Cena's trained at our gyms dozens of times, this sort of thing. But I saw them early on, and they do fireworks in between you know, the guys coming out. I thought, why don't we do that in bodybuilding? So it was our first pro show was at the John Batman Theater, which is where the World Trade Center is before they built or around when they built Crown. Anyway, so I'm like, can we do fireworks indoors again? No, and why? And we went back and forth for weeks. I'm fucking, someone tell me why. And they go, well, you have to pay a fire warden, <laughs> you know, to turn off the fire alarms and to be there when you do these fireworks. Go, is that it? Yeah, it's very expensive. How much? I, go, I think it was like two hundred eighty or three hundred bucks. Oh, this is, this is the whole reason I had all this resistance, I'm going to spend five grand on indoor pyrotechnics. I'm going to blow the shit up. And <laughs> so I, I never took no for an answer. Right? So I just yeah. kept pushing it. It would have been easy to just go, Oh no, you can't do that. Someone. So then the second year, everyone said we'll oh, fail and so on. And that and went and on to
0: be Fitex, right? That went on it, to yeah become, become
2: FitX. X, yeah. So Fitex was like my way of doing an expo based on the Arnold Sports Festival in America. Yep, knowing and at that point Arnold had finished being governor of California in two thousand and eleven. That's when he did the first FedEx, and he come out and he said, "I'm going to do one of these in every continent in the world. Oh. I'm going to find one partner in each continent, and we're going to take this global." And I'm like, "I'm it's me." What a that's story! It. I'm going right? to do and, this, and I'm going to, I'm going to <laughs> right but in every
1: like, continent across the world.
0: Yeah, take it everywhere. Take
1: it everywhere. Right? But the thing is, can I you say the, get to the chopper?
0: Say it. Say it.
2: Get to the chopper. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Right. <laughs> anyway, it's not the best I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Keep on it. Anyway. It sounds a bit French, to be honest. Yeah, but I get to the chop-out. <laughs> and uh, so, so what happened? I knew that he wasn't going to do Australia first. So I thought, I've got time now to build this product so that when he looks at Australia, I'm the only choice. I'm like, I'm going to work out who he's going to go to to ask about Australia. I'm going to get really close with them and make sure they know what I'm doing. So I went to his publicist. So I went to the guy that ran bodybuilding in America. I went to his partner. So he asked three people... You know, what should I do when I go to Australia? And everyone said, Tony Doherty. There's no He's other choice. So you put yourself in a fucking winning position, right? You don't just go, oh, forget lucky. There's no fucking luck. And I sat there and waited for the phone to ring, literally. Mm. Then I got invited to go to um, America, uh, to the Mr. Olympia to meet his team. And we did that. And they said, all right, um, it looks good. Then I bought Bob Lorimer, who was his partner. His father, Jim Lorimer, had started the whole thing with Arnold. Jim's amazing. He's, he's, not, he's 95 now. He started the Arnold Classic when he turned 60 and it's just right. gone for 35 Jeez. years. So wow. he's a remarkable man. So his son kind of took over and he said, well, I have to come to Melbourne and check out your facilities. And, of course, Charlie Melbourne, the Australian Open was on at the time and you know he got to hold up the tennis cup because my security guys ran that and and so on. And and he saw – we took him up and said, there's the MCG, there's the aquatics. There's all these things. <laughs> He said, there's no city in the world better suited to have an expo. The exhibition centre's on the river in the city. Like Everywhere else you get buses and shit. Yeah. And um, he said, well, you're it, but you've just got to come and meet Arnold now, and if he likes you... um." What was that like, the first meeting? Well, it's funny. So the next Arnold Classic was in 2014, so... Um, you know, I always wanted to emcee the Arnold Classic. I always wanted to be like Arnold. I wanted to yeah, do. be you freak because he was your idol. Yeah, man. So you must have been freaking so, the absolutely. Fuck out. Absolutely. So years earlier I'd, had, I'd paid like the extra 50 to have a photo with him, but yeah. he's not going to remember me. And then, that's happened a couple of times. So I'm like, I'd just fucking be cool if he just knew who I was. Yeah, yeah. And then wonder if he even remember my name. And then if we could be business partners and then mates. Fuck him, anyway. so Does I he got, really have donkeys at his house? Yeah. He's got a, a miniature donkey and a miniature horse. Whis- whiskey, whiskey and Lulu. Yeah, I've Lulu. seen it. He loves, it's true he story, loves yeah. donkeys. Yeah. Seen, he I've loves animals. It. Anyway, and I've been to saf- on safaris with him in, in Africa several times, private ones, and cool shit. You know, stuff I couldn't have thought up, you know. Um, so I go to Columbus to meet with Arnold. What I didn't know was that there was teams, so there's, there was Africa looking at it, there was China looking at it, we already had Brazil, we already had Spain and America, and the Australian thing. So I had a new suit made, I'm all ready to go meet Arnold at this this launch. And we get there and Jim Lorimer made a speech. He said, I'm I'm gonna ask every one of the partners from the world to have their representative say why they should be the partner partner. I'm like, cool. So we go into this this room and there's six tables set up, one for each continent with 10 chairs at each table, knives and forks and plates and fucking everything. (laughs) There's a little sign on the thing, Africa, uh, Asia, Europe. And there's one with Australia. I realized everyone else had a fucking team. Of you, ten, are and you I'm on your on own. own. <laughs> <laughs> you know, table of ten on your own. <laughs> so I walked in. I go, fuck. Uh, you know, I'm like, like what's on, mate, what's going on? Fuck. <laughs> I'm so, from Australia. <laughs> well, I, I went in, you know, kind of <coughs> confident. You know, yeah. new suit, looking sharp, fucking whatever. Fuck. This <laughs> <out>. <laughs> and, and then, right, fuck this then, up Flatten you right out Fuck this up And then Jim Lorimer said and We're going to have Everyone from One from each table Make a speech I'm like Well it's <laughs> just <Well, laughs> <this> me <that's laughs> really And I've done you know, I've emceed shows now And interviewed for years Before that It was the first time I ever got nervous And Arnold walks in Comes past my table He goes What are you doing Now on your own <laughs> I'm like That's it That's my whole team just <laughs> just <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Fuck that He goes Come <laughs> and sit at my table So I went and sat next to him And we're oh, chatting fuck, While okay. the speeches And he goes Righto your turn and it was a Chinese guy before me who was a really angry guy, and he didn't have English and he had an interpreter. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when he was angry, when he was angry. Well, you can tell from the tone come, of his voice. I can't speak place. Chinese, <laughs> but it was like. just <laughs> <shit. laughs> yeah. fucking up. Right? No, no, he's making this speech. And he goes, All right, then we'll have Tony come up from Australia. So I just got up and I. Just, What'd you just, say? Just showed my passion, man. Yeah. I just go, look, I don't have the biggest budget. I don't have government support. I don't have an education or a whole lot of fucking money. I said, but I promise you this. I said, I can outwork everyone in this room. I said, I'll go home tomorrow if you give me this opportunity. And it, it, it was 360, uh, 360 days because ours was a week after Columbus. It's 360 days. Look straight on, I said, give me my word, I'll go to work every single day and I'll work my ass off and I'll make this the best event we've ever seen. And uh, I went back to the table. Everyone clapped. You know, he gave me a big hug. It was a fantastic speech. He goes, "Welcome, welcome <laughs> he said, to the team." We, do You we, like going no, on safari? <laughs> we're going we're to. you great.
0: like to meet my donkey?
2: <laughs> that was later. Uh, we're <laughs> going to be great friends. And then, um, you know, uh, up until we got locked up, I went to every single Arnold Classic in the world for seven years. I travelled with him, whether I was doing his personal security, whether I was doing his interviewing, and I got to interview him, which was my dream, all over the world, the one-on-one stuff. And that was pretty cool because he'd open up a little bit more each time. And I got to visit his office and, you know, check out, like in his office, he's got the statue of the Terminator, Mr. Freeze, all the different characters. (laughs) I've got to, you know, hang on to the shotgun from the Terminator, the the sword from Conan. Oh, the sword from Conan? Shit, I couldn't have dreamt up, honestly. He gave me the greatest opportunity. Do you meet Stallone? I've met Sloane briefly. He's a um, great guy, isn't he? Yeah, for me it was just a handshake. But he goes, he does go to Arnold's um, charity. He has these poker events for charity and stuff. I don't go to them because you've got to pay like fifteen grand. I'm like, I'm oh. to be his business partner. Yeah. <laughs> but but I have met some cool people through him, seriously, like um, you know, Jason Statham and 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 uh, the Rock at the Olympia a few times, uh-huh. and, and some of his um, you know uh, his closest friends, and you know got to. Go to a few parties at his house, and I've been driving in his tank and just done stuff that he, you know, the inner in, in, in circle, shit, which, yeah, is well, really cool.
1: I mean, that's that's the action
2: hero off on your yeah. couch, man, mm-hmm. in a gym. Well, that's but, that's, but that's dreaming, right? Using that fairy time, fairytale ending here to yeah. have this vision, right? Yeah, and you know, I'm like, shit, imagine if I would smoke a cigar with Arnold one day. I've smoked that many cigars with Arnold in every continent sure. on safaris, up towers, in luxury restaurants yep. and it, it's just you know
1: it's just really never uh, never stop believing never stop dreaming and, no. and keep work and
2: work yeah, uh, that's yeah, the that's well, the and, biggest and, and don't complain and don't complain you know no one gives a fuck. at the end yeah. of the day and that's why through the lockdowns i was able to be started out to, to remain positive because yeah, i thought i'm not going to let it break me you mm. know i've been through worse than this mm. and nothing like this but really worse than this and and, you know, I, I just think you focus on what you can do, not what you can't do, always.
1: So, so after all that, you, you've been business, business partners with Arnie for how long now? Since, well, that meeting was
2: 2014. What, what's – after the lockdown, what's coming up? I'm really happy to have the gyms opening again. We've done a shop down in Elbert Park for, like, proteins and coffees in case we're going lockdown again. Um, I you, want to start doing more of this kind of thing, some podcasts. I want to start like you, my relentless momentum talks again, yeah. which is, like, a motivational shit. Um, and just well, tell us about that the relentless momentum Talks. You, well, you go around the country yeah, motivating so people. So I on. do a thing where people you know pay to come and hear my life story. So I tell them that one hour of you know, the sleeping on the couch stories and the meeting Arnold, all the stuff we've talked about here. Um, then then I do like an hour of things I've learned that you can't learn on university or from a book or from Google, like mm-hmm. real life shit, like yep. hard knock stuff. Yeah, 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 like. Just the stuff that you really need for that level of resilience. Like stuff we've talked about, like don't ask someone to do something you wouldn't do yourself, you know? Focus on what you can do. I, I, I just think from when I was a kid, I, I just, and I learnt this during the relentless momentum stuff, that young know, people would say, when did you realise you just were not like the other kids? And I always tell the story that my, my grandmother, when I was really, really young, just pulled me aside and she said, kid, you got the gift of the gab, you can go anywhere, you've got to get out of this town. And she said, I'll tell you this, don't listen, Nervous She goes Don't listen to your parents Don't listen to your school teachers Don't wow. let anyone Talk you out of what You're destined to be
0: You're a visionary Your grandmother
2: right, And I'm like I was seven or something I can like, okay, And yeah. then a couple of years later She did it again I'm like She doesn't say that To the other kids Maybe this burning I've got in here There's something with it And she picked it You know And it was And I only learnt that From doing my weird Question and answers At my seminars Where someone yeah, one day crazy. Said when did you know I'm like Give me a minute
0: Incredible story. So,
2: what do you incredible
1: think about the, about the bodybuilders today? Like, they're massive today, man. Like
2: well, you know they are. Yeah. But, but uh, can you, I can I
0: ask? Is, 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 do you think the '90s era is? I think '90s the '90s era is arguably the best quality. Well, so
2: you're like me. You're a bodybuilding aficionado, so yeah. you, you actually get it. Yeah, I think um, that that early '90s was incredible. Better no, than today. When are they bigger? Were they not bigger, bigger? Not but bigger. Quality. Because now they're quality. just like.
0: <laughs> Now they're mammoths. They're, they're like, they're, they're they're
2: like um, huge fucking juggernauts, man. Well they were big then, but they also had this detail. And Andrew yeah, knows. Yeah, we, we are, we're we're are pretty about. big. Um but, but if you look back at those <laughs> uh, those early nineties, you know, these guys <laughs> ha- had this detail, you know, that thin skin and that yeah. like I was there when Dorian the H twenty's first Olympia, and I'm like, he looks like he's carved out of granite. You know, he, 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 was, he he's uh, a case and I got to, so you got to interview him, I got to interview Ronnie Coleman probably fifty times. Ronnie and Coleman Really I mean calm. people you know when people look at bodybuilding
1: right the people that don't understand it I mean I'm not a bodybuilder but I understand it you know they all they say oh man, they're all on steroids yeah they're on steroids but fuck man they lift like 8 hours a day they eat fucking but you look at the, 10 the- kilos of chicken and rice and you know this- f- eight meals a day it's like a, it's 100% Full dedication,
2: never turn off. But, right. But
0: to, add, to add to that, they like also need genetic. They need to be genetically gifted. Genetically it Doesn't gifted, matter. How, yeah, you no. can do it all you want if you're not genetically gifted. Right. You're not. And then get you get it.
2: someone with a work ethic and a hunger, and someone who'd been poor, dirt poor, like Ronnie Coleman, who yeah. the best genetics we've ever seen. So, nineteen ninety eight, he won his first Olympia, and he wasn't even a favourite. He was ninth the year before. Yeah, man, there was no touching him, you know. And and then in. It, Right through, so that period, right through to 2003, you know, and you had like Flex Wheel and Chris Cormier. and Best. Can I say, beautiful bodies. But yeah. let me this one. I was interviewing Ronnie once and it was after 2003. Remember that one? He looked like a silverback. He had no skin. He was 296 pounds That was insane. And I said, Ronnie, I said, that is anyone ever going to beat I said, I don't think we're going to see anything like that in the next 20 years. Is anyone going to beat that Ronnie Coleman in 2003? This was, I remember in 2005 I was interviewing him and he looked at me and goes, yeah. No. Nope, no. Nobody's gonna beat that. Yeah, yeah. what about you? Like he that. goes, "Huh. No. Nope, not me either." And <laughs> <laughs> he just knew they did something crazy that year that we mm. still haven't seen. Yeah. So it was twenty years ago. Yeah. He really. Uh, was, was watched the, uh, was I watched watched something yeah,
0: sorry, I
1: on Ronnie uh, where he was he, he was competing and not touching anything.
0: Ninety. Yeah. Ninety three. Right? I think. So he was, was, and he he, was he went. Natural.
1: He, he yeah, and he was ranking like seventh or sixth or whatever it was. Natural.
2: Yeah, he was on the pro circuit for years, natural. He didn't even know yeah, what it was. And then he went to someone, Flex Wheeler. Flex, Flex Wheeler. Wheeler. And Flex is
1: on. like, "Man, you want to get to that next level?" And it, it he isn't. got on it. And then he was like, he just smashed everyone. Exactly. Like absolutely. But to compete completely natural
2: in, in that, I mean, well, in any sport, I mean, let's 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 go all the way. Like, yes. no one thought cyclists and swimmers were on drugs. Fuck. Well, those guys wrote the book. I mean, those <laughs> cyclists. Look at the Tour de France. That's not human. You oh, get up man. and fucking ride up those hills day after day after day. All natural. People, no, you've got yeah. to be drug tests. Absolutely. Yes. Until, until they've got the technology to retest all that shit. Because people you know. think
1: steroids, big. No, nah, no. Nah. It's endurance. There's all types of. And on yeah. that note, we want to play a game with yes. you. Let's go. And it goes like this.
0: Maddie. Or steroids Discussions Discussions
3: Discussions discussion, <laughs> Discussions discussion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: We tried to keep it together But we, we lost it <laughs> we, try,
1: we, we, we tried to keep it together Three or four times But uh. we couldn't So we just leave the laughing <laughs> So <clears throat> Funny you mentioned that About all sports And everything that, You know And we want to what The game is We want to review uh, Athletes Or people uh, And then discuss Whether they are natty or steroids? What does natty mean? Well, Natural. Natural. Ah. Well, can it what, what, be steroids what, or just drugs what do you in think general? What,
2: what could I, had, <laughs> I had no idea what um, you were saying. It, okay, I'm, wait, wait, I'm natty. Let's, let's right. go Excuse steroids. Me, wait, no, can we just do... All right. Oh, oh, so so right like, can it be natty or just drugs? Yeah, just drugs, that that's everyone 100%. It'll
1: do. All right, let's That'll do. Now, just, just, just for all the, 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 the people that want to sue us, we're just playing here. We don't really know. Thank you. We're just discussing what could be. Speculation. We're not accusing anyone. We're of not accusing. accusing. We're Whereas, okay. can, can we have a team? Okay, we're on the. We've got. He's up there for you, Mark Wahlberg, from from Pain and Gain. He's as jacked as fuck.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the interesting thing about this one was that it, this was a role for. Um, it's like a true story about uh, for what happened. They robbed him. Yeah, him and two the people. They robbed, they, robbed they robbed somewhere and somewhere. whatever. But he was like. It was Jack. Then. Really skinny before that. Not skinny, but.
2: Yeah, he might have had a little help. A little <laughs> you've got to realise, these guys <laughs> live in another world, yeah. and, and they've got, you know, they've got nutritionists and doctors Absolutely. and people who monitor their health and their hormone Chefs. levels, and America's a different place. Next. <laughs> next. next. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What have we got?
0: Yeah, who's next? Boom.
2: Ooh, oh, far Phelps. out, man. That's Phelps. Phelps. Now, this is interesting. That's He's Michael a swimmer. Phelps. Okay. Michael Phelps. The a, there's them. a case of. I'd say I don't know if that's steroids, but he'd definitely taking something. He's shredding right like right, hell, it's then, right? But to, to get that lean and maintain that muscle mass and to do all those fucking laps doesn't he? He holds know, the most Olympic
1: medals the most, ever. The most
0: gold gold medals at any one Olympic games. Michael Phelps. Well, that, 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 he's ripped. He does yeah. not look at your best. He looks
1: like a
2: greyhound, man. Right. Does, no he? no body fat, but he's maintained muscle and he's swimming all those laps. That's right. So I'd suggest he's taking a little something. A little okay. something. a little okay. Okay. Some, well, some.
1: I would, oh, yeah, I'd lean towards that. More probably the Whoa. cycling kind of drugs. There's our mate. Chris Hemsworth. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth.
2: Jesus. Jesus Holy sack. Lord. He's, he's, he's an amazing. Aussie, man. He's natural. He's He's just good. It's Aussie. It's like our swimmers. Well, we've got the best water, the best sun. Yeah. Think about our swimmers, right? And this is oh, – I'm going to get fucking trouble for saying this. But <laughs> remember when the Chinese yeah. broke those world records? They're look at the fucking The Chinese, Chinese ladies. Just, they're, they're jacked. They look like yes. the, the Germans in the 70s. How can they be breaking all these world records, which <coughs> we previously held? Next minute, we broke all those records again, just with fresh air and skinny Australians. Yeah, oh, wow. the Chinese records. It doesn't make a lot of beer. sense when you think of it. They've got more swimmers than we've got people. <laughs> I know, and we hold at the moment, I think seven out of the last ten. We really do records. produce no, world-class thought. swimmers, Rockies hockey players. That's why Chris Hemsworth is natural. natural? That's right, he's natural. I love him, natural.
0: Oh, he's oh, oh, an
2: interesting, oh, well interesting.
1: Right, We know Roy Jogan's on something, don't we? He's um, on
2: growth, isn't he? Well, I think he's been pretty open about being on what we call HRT, hormone replacement therapy. Right. right. So what happened? You know, the women started living fifteen years longer than men, and they this is in in in. Uh, particularly California in the, I guess, uh, late 80s, early 90s. And the men said, well, hang on, they take hormone replacement therapy, what about us? And they started setting up growth hormone clinics and testosterone clinics on every corner. And it's completely normal now when you're over 40 and you may go to your doctor, and they go right. Well, we're not going to give you like amounts that uh, a lead athlete would take, but we're going to give you amounts to keep you health, healthy and virile and, and stop you being a grumpy quality. prick, and yeah. you know. And and it's called the anti-aging movement. Oh, I like that. Huge,
0: yeah. huge. Yeah. Yes, yes. It, that's so only Joe's
2: anti-aging for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, look at it. The- wow,
0: far out. Hugh, he's, o- he's, he's
2: Aussie as well. That's Hugh's natural. the guy, he's all right. Hugh Jackman. Just, that's
0: just from surfing. That's natural. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, he's, he's he just surfs Aussie, all He's Aussie, like but he's a
2: little weird. Beer. We met his. I think he might Beer. be his be wife. We met his it. wife. just Do <laughs> you
1: think so? Oh yeah, yeah. I think maybe a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We saw that the, the first picture is from the first one. The first one. Yeah. Mm. Oh, actually, getting around. better at the
2: older yeah, he gets. It's a fair transformation, but see so this could be this could be hormone replacement. Hormone therapy. replacement as well. Yeah. So there'd be like a little bit of growth hormone, a little bit of testosterone. Perhaps mm. I'm just mm. guessing, but I, don't, um, I think there's more than that in there. There's Joe. Who <laughs> we go next? Oh, no, here go. there
0: he is. <laughs> the guy approaching his <laughs> fifties. Oh, I love him. He's oh, close. Wow. He's close to fifty now, he right? He's huge. All right. Let's look at the
2: limb I'm going to say, in his defence, and and I've met him a few times, and and I know he's. <laughs> Actually, know his nutritionist and some of his training partners, and I want to bring him out here to do an expo one day. So, very nice. going to say, it now. but what I would say about The Rock is that, you know, he he never misses a workout. Yeah, I watch. He'll him. be on the set till three in the morning, and he'll go to the gym at four and start again at six. And his motto is that no one can outwork him, and I, I believe that he is one of the, if the hardest working person I've ever seen. Mm. And he's got a full time nutritionist. He's got you know people there to cook for him. But he's a fucking savage. I mean, think about how many things he's succeeded in you know, from wrestling. He's like the new Arnold. Like Arnold did bodybuilding, politics, uh, um, and acting. Whereas well, this guy's done you know wrestling and acting. He's got yeah. now a tequila company, an energy drink company. Yeah, he's, he's just started everything. the XFL. The a walking his, billboard. He, 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 he's incredible. But um, I think to maintain that, he's probably got. You know, maybe an anti aging doctor. Yeah, <laughs> <a team. laughs> exactly. he would have a <laughs> team of people. You. Now,
1: he wouldn't be in the bathroom by himself going in the mirror going, Might, oh, it's my ass cheek.
2: They'd chicken. be injecting <laughs> me while <laughs> he sleeps. Right, you know, he be well, And then he goes, well I, I didn't see after. a thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Which, by the way, we don't condone any of this. Absolutely no, not. We're just, we're just discussing. So no, but
0: absolutely. look, I'll, I'll
2: go going out on a limb and I'll say, look, Australia, we're really backward in talking about this and talking about it as a positive thing for people's health because men in the States are now living. 10 years longer than they were yeah. 20 years ago. But that's
1: the, anti, the ageing. Anti-ageing. But yeah.
2: anti-ageing can give you that kind of look. Of course. Like if you do that with nutrition and never miss your workouts and your hormone levels don't mm. – because over 40 they just crash. Yeah. And that's why people you know, start getting fat and they can't recover as, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, I think it should be open for discussion. I think mm. doctors should be able to prescribe here. But so many doctors here are terrified – of oh, being yes, ostracized yeah, or losing yeah, their license, or whatever. And you can do it, you know. And, yeah. you know I'll be open. I've done it. I'll, you know, I think that um, after 40, you should do it, unless yeah. there's, as long as you do it under medical supervision. Medical supervision. Mm-hmm. And the medical problem's been, I think, with drugs in sport in general is that people are, are listening to idiots or they're getting information from Google and then bit young bit kids are doing A lot of bro signs yeah, going then, on. And then yeah. kids yeah. read and see this stupid shit because there seems to be a trend lately where people are i don't want to be all open about it and, and tell about these stupid dosages and st- stupid dangerous stuff they take. Yeah. Whereas if you could actually go to your, your family doctor and say, hey, I want to excel in some kind of sport or whatever. Um, I mean, you look at the Olympics. It was, oh, but that's all tested. It's all natural. Fucking it. Is it hell. really? How many? It's, it's, no.
0: it's, it's, it's who can beat the come come on. testing. Those, it's some
2: of those countries, you know, they're so far ahead of the drug testers. Yeah. Um, there's some, some <coughs> movies and shit. You just watch some of those films that have, that have exposed what goes on. We're talking about Stallone. No, he's, he's natural. I saw <laughs> 70. video natural. He's natural. <laughs> natural? Stallone's natural. Italian, it's Italian. he's, yeah, he's, he's almost eighty, right? No, yeah, right. no. He's, he's on creatine. He creatine and protein? No, no. it yeah, is remember yeah. he got caught bringing um growth hormone to Australia, and it was under prescription. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't take no, it right. off him, no, no, but it it they did. It, it wasn't. It was,
1: it was. It was. It was spinach was and
0: creatine.
1: <laughs> 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 from, from Popeye. It was spinach. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they deported him, and that's why he'll never come back again. That's so sad. Have we finished the game?
0: Is there one more? That's it. We're
1: done. That's it. We're done. Tone we could sit here and talk to you for another hour, but we don't want to take that you much back. of
2: your time. We're gonna have to get you back. For I'd love part to come two. back. Yeah, we we talk about some other stuff. We've got we
1: so, so
0: much to
2: talk about. Can, so. can I just say, look, on behalf of all your mates and followers and stuff, we're just so proud of what you guys have done. Oh, Seriously, no, thanks, dude. You reckon yeah. I come out of the pandemic? Well, you guys come out fucking unbelievable. You know what? And and thank you for inviting me to your show at the Rod Laver Arena. But. When I walked in there, and it was the first sold-out venue I'd seen, i I should, should have done that expo. But <laughs> <laughs> when I walked in there, honestly, and, and watched the show, which was fantastic, but <clears throat> the level of pride I had knowing where you guys have come from. And um, how you've had to back yourself and believe in yourself and fucking give up your jobs and, and just yeah. fucking put all the chips in, burn the, the boat literally to, to do what you're doing and then to see you have these sell-out tours of Australia and the fans you've got and the fact that you're fucking killing it, I, I just couldn't be more proud to Thanks, know you. Man. to be to be, honest, to be part of your circle, man. You should seriously. know
1: what it's like because no, it. I, I didn't know your story today yeah. uh, uh, up until today. You know, so and you know, it takes hard work and you got to keep working at it. People say to us, Oh, how do you, how can I get videos and get followers and stuff? And we say, It takes five years. And they go, Oh, fuck,
2: I don't want it. To fight. Right. Yeah. But it does. It Down takes time. you got to yeah. put, you got to work. Yeah. Yeah. Every overnight success story is 10 years in the making. That's bullshit. It takes why Take off my hat to you guys. No, I know how far you've come you, man. and how much it takes just not to fucking quit. It's, uh, it's just that simple But you're rocking I'm, I'm just really proud to be here And proud of man. you three Can really. you, you come so back man. again? You. Can you come back another time? Please Part two Let's do it yeah. again. I, won't, I won't eat any prawns we'll as more. well No <laughs> <So laughs> fucking broad, ever You know what? I haven't eaten a bastard Since I was on that prawn troll <laughs> You should say The chemicals they put them in Is bad Yeah no. Nah, I'm staying away But
1: thanks heaps That's Tony Doherty Thank you guys Thank you guys Thank you Please do us a favour Follow Follow Press the bell for notification when an episode drops and give us a five star review. Don't no, give us support. a. Newspaper. And Follow
2: me too, Tony, follow Tony, Doherty, Tony Oz. Doherty. Follow Tony. Tony, Doherty. Tony Doherty. Tony Doherty
1: at Tony Doherty, everything. Go to Doherty's gyms part. across Australia. Yeah, it. Eat spinach. Five, Thank you so much. Stallone, five star rating. Stallone, five star rating. Stallone is definitely a Follow on Tony Doherty. And a lot Stallone of is natural. Low steroids. Bye bye.
2: Joe's going to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey guys, Daniel here, aka Shit Jamie, to read out some credits. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Sushi Mango Saucy Meatballs podcast. If you like the show, make sure you're following it by tapping follow on the podcast profile page and giving it a rating. This podcast is produced by Head On Media and is a Spotify exclusive. Our next episode will be out in a week. Don't forget you can listen and watch the full episodes exclusively on Spotify.